Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. My name is Alex. I'm joined here in Portland by Megan. Hello. And also in our Northern California studios, it is Ezra and Sarah. Hello. Hello. We uh, Each week we watch the latest episode of Top Chef and other after shows online when possible. And we talk about it. We break it down. We talk about the... Uh, we recap. Ezra, you just sent me a photo of a sleeping baby. Well, yeah, but look uh, at Elmo in the corner. See on the side? This Ooh. is good radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, what we are seeing... So, uh, Ez and Sarah just put their son down for a nap. And uh, Elmo is in the corner of the bed with the napping son. And Elmo looks like he's seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> he has. <laughs> he is staring off into space like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> can't move. Anyway, uh, so but we're talking about Top Chef now that the baby's asleep. Uh, we're talking specifically about season 14, episode 11 of Top Chef Charleston. This is the quarterfinals? Oh, I don't know. What you call I have a really tough time. Eliminate one person and bring another person in the next round. It's really hard to tell. But the, uh, the swap finals. a doodles. <laughs> the switcheroo. The pre-switcheroo. As you call it, it is in most sports. It's the swap a doodles round <laughs> of Top Chef Charleston. Uh, we're down to just four chefs cooking for a chance to go to Mexico and be joined by possibly the same chef who just left. Um, or not. Or not. We will find out. Well, so let's start. Let's start with John crying, you guys. Um, for most of the season, we've been playing the game Katsuji. Eh? But now it's time for a brand new game, which is John in the finale. How do we feel about that? I was the most okay with it that I would have been all season <laughs> oh like today you felt a little better about him than you would have if he'd like last at, week he'd at like any a other point yeah i thought the crying was was nice and i do think he's a changed person and yeah i'm i'm fine with him being in the finals i'm okay with it i like that he is haunted by his season i thought that was a great phrase yeah and it does seem like maybe a person with a conscience you yeah. know usually when you're haunted by something you should just check the mask because it's usually old man mcgregor trying to get you off of his lawn is this a Scooby Doo reference? That was a Scooby Doo reference. Did you not? Did I you didn't not, get it. Did you not get enough Scooby Doo? All right. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I'll try it again in the alternate reality where I make you watch Scooby Doo for, uh, for three years, and then I'm going to make this joke and it's going to kill. As, uh, as John always likes to say, I was haunted by my season, but it was just old man McGregor, not the fact <laughs> that he was a douchebag when I was a younger person. <laughs> well, good. He's not a changed man then. He's the same man. He just, now that he's off that lawn. <laughs> right well that's enough that's enough well, so i like when he said that i felt you know i mean i mean anybody crying on on tv my heart goes out to you uh but then i remembered and i was like oh yeah john totally won me over he's a changed man and then minutes later i remembered um that he thinks women should all be on front of the house and that he gets first choice of ingredients even if he told you he won't and he did a bunch of stuff I hated this season. Yeah, it's true. He's not perfect. I mean... Yeah, he wasn't great during Restaurant Wars, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Restaurant Wars, too. Yeah. yeah, that was the pits, because that was the weird woman comment and yeah. him being just kind of a jerk. I, I mean... She and incompetent, which is a bad combination. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually... Yeah, yeah. It's way worse than either of those on their own. Um, but, I mean, couldn't you be a changed person and then still not actually be, like all the way changed like I, I can't imagine like I, I guess for example if you burn one side of a of a you know of a dish like you can flip right. it over and it'll be good on the other half but it's still always gonna have that 
burned half on the hole. You can scrape some of it off. I'm going to see how much I can stretch this metaphor. Yes, we got it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm pretty lost. <laughs> so is it a changed dish? Uh, well, right. It can be maybe improved. You can save it a little bit, but it's never the same dish as if you had fixed it, if it had been perfect from the beginning, right? So well, there's an old saying, which is uh, you can never put your foot in the same dish twice. Right, right, right. And Elmo has seen some shit. It's always a changed dish. Um, I... I see what you're saying. So you're saying he's a changed man and the new man is also sort of crappy. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I think it's burned on it's, one side. It's, it's, it's burned on one side, but you know, it's him really working to improve, but like, you know, he's still got things to work through. I don't think ever, you ever like kind of fix yourself fully. Like, I think we're all kind of broken. I, I mean, yeah. So the, to the extent that nobody is perfect, sure. But on the other hand, no one else in this season was super sexist. So that it we feels saw like, All right. A little bit Silva. Right. Oh, there was there was a moment of Silva being being a little uh, mansplaining. mansplaining. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess the jury's out on John at this point. Still, I feel like we're we're I, like okay ish. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm pretty cool with it. I mean, like I I think he look if you are self aware of your flaws and like are actively trying and like you know not as bad as I've seen. Like if there's improvement and self awareness, I feel like that's. That's pretty much well, all you can ask. That's like what I was missing on the main issues of him, uh, like during Restaurant Wars and him during the the, uh, well, maybe the crate of stuff challenge so, at the treasure chest. Maybe he can. Okay, so maybe then after he sees, uh, you know, these episodes, uh, you know, when he's back in Mexico next episode, he's like, well, now I can be haunted, haunted by this season as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's young, less haunted. Young man McGregor is also helping. <laughs> A lot of ghosts in this town. It's, so funny that we, it's funny that we went right into this because I thought besides the, the small issue of John still being there and Brooke being sent home. I thought this was a perfect episode of Top Chef. I loved um, it. Yeah, we really enjoyed could, this one. How could how could those two things, John still being there and Brooke going home, be minor issues uh, to because, you? Uh, because everything else was so good. It, Tom's line to, to Sheldon at a judge's table, did that not yeah. do it for you? No, okay. it, that, did it, that did it for me all the way. Okay. Um, so Jesus. Like, All right. So let's get let's go in order then get to that. Let's work up to it. First let's start with the quick fire. Uh it was another partition party. Uh, did you guys recognize those walls? Definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. and I assumed it was my dearest loved one on the other side of it, even yeah. though I know. I was like, how did you guys not watch that famous episode of Top Chef Masters where was it Naomi Pomeroy? Who, it was Naomi like, Pomeroy who was super mean to her dad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Portland chef who I have met and who I actually think very highly of, Naomi Pomeroy, uh, just really mean to her dad through the wall on her episode. <laughs> this is one of those things, like, it's sort of like the mise en place, or not the mise en place, the, um, the taste test. The blind uh, taste test. Blind taste test where you're like, it seems like it would be really easy to tell, you know, and Sh- Sheldon obviously did it, but, like, I, I remember on the Top Chef Bastards, um, episode and you know for most of the chefs on this episode like how do they not recognize their you know their spouse's voice or their sister's voice yeah, or whatever I don't know. I, so so uh just to explain if you didn't see it there for the quick fire today the four chefs have a partition separating two identical workstations uh from them and a mystery guest they have to through the wall explain to the mystery guest what they're cooking and they have to ex- cook prepare the same dish the chef and the person they're helping using just the instructions and they were all uh spouses except for brooke who got a sister and megan's theory was that brooke's sister came instead of her husband because her husband is a chef at the same restaurant with yeah, her yeah it's totally so why it might have been yeah. too easy um although i feel like that's not really fair 
I mean, like, I, I feel like, I don't know, like, if the thing is spouses... No, it's just the person, is good. The person you love the most who isn't good at cooking and who would be stressful <laughs> to work with. <laughs> I, it would have been really fun if she just, and, like... And whose voice you can't really recognize that well. I hope they had, like, it was, like, auto-tune. There was an auto-tune chip in the wall, I guess, that was doing it for right. most of them. I think... I mean... Yeah, but also it must be hard. Like, I mean, yeah. that's that's why I mentioned the you know the taste test because like obviously it's, it oh, yeah. seems like it should be easy, but it's really hard, and uh, so it must be hard in this like, situation. Yeah, too, like but. Shirley who cooks with ginger a lot, spitting out ginger disgustedly in the no. blind taste test. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think I will say I feel like this kind of like is working with you guys through a wall, and I'm pretty sure I know each of your voices by now. Uh, well, I assume. So, okay, so my, my theory on this is that I would for sure know your voice, Megan, um, but I also have watched the show, and having seen the challenge the one time, I would assume, oh, this is somebody I know, so I'd be trying to place the voice the whole time. Yeah. It, which, so, Brooke, who's the one who explained it in the interview, seems like she saw the Top Chef Masters. She definitely should have been able to do that, because, like, once you narrow that down, the first time they did it, it's like, there's a person, it could be anybody I could understand if you didn't pick out that voice right away, if you weren't trying to recognize it, plus the clatter and the yelling and who knows. But if you were like, hey, there's a mystery person who you probably know cooking on the other side of this wall, I'd be like, oh, it sounds kind of like Megan. Um, <laughs> you know what they should do next time? Because I think people understand by next time. They should uh, swap spouses. Oh, right? yeah. So then John gets to yell at like Shirley's husband. You know? It's going to be weirder during the conjugal visit later, but... <laughs> the mandatory uh, conjugal visit. <laughs> that was the hardest part with Brooke and her sister, I feel like. It was just unfair for them. Well, maybe her husband really was there for that part of it. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah, just couldn't cook. They just slipped or... him in <laughs> after hours. So <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> that was intentional. <laughs> We're going down this road. Uh, so what happens is, during the conjugal visit, someone else is pleasing your partner, but you can... <laughs> Through the wall, you can give them advice. (laughs) No, no, no. She doesn't like that. Oh, she does like that from you. Interesting. Uh, So they... uh, I thought it was so cute. I like this challenge so much. Despite that. And I was so happy with Sheldon for recognizing his wife. Everyone else was like, I have no idea who it is. And Sheldon goes, oh, hey, honey. (laughs) He called her hun and they were so cute. J-Lo? Was that it? Oh, yeah. He called her J-Lo. (laughs) <laughs> and he like he, he cooked to her abilities and they did super well and, and he got to waste so some mushrooms along the way yeah, yeah. Mushrooms over the partition super yeah cool. he just... threw food at her over the partition also i love uh there was a ten thousand dollar quick fire and we all have talked many times about shirley who won a quick fire for ten thousand dollars and bought her mom air conditioning Sheldon was like, if I win this money, I'm going to Vegas and wasting it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so and cute. It's good to have his wife there. So she's like, nah, that's not happening. It's like, okay. So what do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't she seem a little underwhelmed about getting ten thousand free dollars? Oh my gosh. I would be so nervous to be on TV yeah, that, that I would just be like, like yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I, it's like it's like with the um when I like was giving a toast at my friend's wedding when I was practicing the toast I would like cry during it yeah and then when I was actually giving the toast I was so nervous that I couldn't cry I felt nothing yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're like yeah. oh, boo robot bad <laughs> kind of true yeah I've cried at every single wedding I've ever been to but I did not cry at my own I cried at our wedding uh Megan 
doesn't feel anything. Yeah, no, it was the same thing for me, Sarah, <laughs> so at my wedding. I, <laughs> face. I, yeah, was, I, was, I was too nervous. Yeah, I was like, I, or I, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but I was like, just had a lot of adrenaline, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. You don't know what part of your face the tears supposed to come out of during the show. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit eyebrows noses yeah. who knows man. a lot of elbow crying it's very strange i'm doing it right is this it <laughs> so sheldon and his wife win the challenge uh then we go to the elimination challenge uh the elimination challenge is uh if you win you get a james beard award i think <laughs> yeah that was so confusing no if you have, no, if, you have if you have uh if you win you have to cook dinner for james beard yeah, that yeah also, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, to does James, James Beard just live there and he I mean, has people cook for him? He's certainly dead, but th- there is it is his house, so <laughs> you just go cook for whoever's living there. Uh, oh, I, was, I was guessing it was some sort oh. of like museum type place, but for chefs who really like food and so history So I did some reading food. and the best I can figure, maybe I'm talking about this, it's sort of like the Magic Castle in LA where it's like... Um, they bring in famous chefs to cook there. This is the James Beard, not the Magic Castle. Um, so it's it's sort of like a museum. It's sort of a place for chefs to hang out, but they do events and you come and people can... It's like a fine dining restaurant, but it's with only on uh, special occasions of visiting chefs. I don't think they have a normal menu, but it was kind of hard to tell that. Is it a big deal? Um, it does seem like it's a big deal to do a, a, like a brief residency there. Although the... Um, if you look at their website for the James Beard House, it's got uh, a list of rules of the th- like things you have to follow if you get selected to uh, cook there. And uh, it was like, I don't know, it's like, it seems a little like they were worried about you misbehaving. Uh, well. <laughs> like what kind of rules? Let me, I'm trying to pull it up again while I'm just trying to talk slowly. And pull this I was up like, why are you heading the ball here? What's going on? <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember being like, wow, these are adults, right? <laughs> uh, um, I, can I confess something while you're doing this? Yes. And buy you some time. I just realized that I've always pictured James Beard with a beard, and I think I was picturing James Lipton. Um, <laughs> no, 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 but James Beard does have tea. He has a mustache. <laughs> so, uh, responsibilities of the chef... Of chef, oh, this is the selection committee members are to exhibit professional behavior and comply with JBF code of ethics. So I was uh, dopest code of ethics ever, y'all. <laughs> I, right, was, I was the these aren't for the cooks; these are for the selection committee. Um, their responsibilities are to secure complete chef proposal and press kits. I mean, uh, this just feels like why is this on the website? I shouldn't know this. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> Maybe well, no, it's on the website so that p- other people know what standards they're held to. That's yeah. like part of the function of a professional code of ethics is so that other people <laughs> know. Spoken like someone who's taking an be, ethics class right now. How they now. should be treated. <laughs> uh, uh, so, and then this is actually on the uh, resources for the chefs. So it's like, here's what you're expected to do for dinner. Mm. A typical dinner consists of three to five past hors d'oeuvres with a minimum of two pieces per guest, five courses, including dessert. I don't know. It just seems this is more like a, like, um, hey, young chef, here's a job for you. than like, what an honor. But I, it's hard to tell. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. You can get there early to prep. I don't know. Um, Y'all know that James Lipton is 90 years old? <laughs> Welcome back to We Google Stuff on Pack Your Mics. No, no, you're no, you're James. It's more specific than that. <laughs> we, we Google Jameses on Pack Your Mics. Um, 
So the challenge was to cook uh, a meal that summarized your time on the show and your time in Charleston, uh, which I think is a cute, super vague challenge. I really like when they do that. Um, And then you win, you get to cook at the James Beard house for whoever is there, possibly (laughs) James Lipton or James Beard's ghost (laughs) or a panel of people following ethical rules. Um, So, oh, but first, but first, uh, Padma cooks for you yeah. for her line of frozen Aww. rice. If, you know, if she came over just to plug her product, I would be still very happy if Padma came mm-hmm. for me. I was kind I mean, of surprised. I mean, I know she's totally kick-ass and everything, but I was surprised at how not nervous she was because I'm sure she's a good chef, but I mean, to cook for all these chefs that you've been eating food from the whole season, and she was like totally fine. I mean, her thing is having poise. Like, that's like 90% of her job is poise. <laughs> that's and, true. So she's but, always 100% in that. Yeah. Like, I could imagine just, like, everything going wrong. She, like, cuts off her hand, and she's just super calm and oh, presenting it yeah, really we well. Magical elves have her back, right? So, like, <laughs> that, that won't, she just she shows up with a prosthetic hand. We won't see how it happened. You I know? mean, we don't we don't know Padma's cooking ability. We know that she is not a professional chef. She's a, she's a, a home cook. She has a cookbook, but those are not necessarily created by I the mean, person. Okay, I feel like if someone's paid for you to make something, though, you are a professional chef. Oh, I think it's like I think the Olympic Committee would say that there's a certain amount of money you're allowed to make before you become a professional. I think she's made enough. But has but, she? She hasn't made it by cooking, has she? No. She's made it by selling much, a book. Much closer to being a professional taster. Mm. Yeah, she's an eater professionally for sure. She's not an amateur eater. Okay, pro hey, eater. If you, if you get paid so much to eat as she does, do you think that when you have to eat like on your own time, you're like, I'm just giving this away right now? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to a restaurant to pay you and paying them yeah, so I could eat. Them to eat. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Pat McHugh, we, it was fun because we haven't seen her cook much on the show. I couldn't remember another opportunity, but I'm saying much because maybe she cooked once for before. I don't remember. I don't remember. Those, uh, I don't Tom's cooked. Emerald's cooked. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, this is no Emerald. Actually, let me, uh, from our mailbag, um, from Adrian uh, on Twitter said, did the chef seem a little suspicious when Padma said she was cooking for them, like in a "why can't we get Tom or Emerald" sort of way? <laughs> Aww, yeah, I'd still be pleased because it's the first time. Also, that's special. Yeah, you have so much poise. Yeah, she used frozen also, rice. Padma brand frozen rice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was. I mean, frozen you just, rice. You put some uh, Hidden Valley Ranch on that. You get a fifteen-second meal. Fifteen-second <laughs> ranch rice. <laughs> Sounds better than some of the other ideas ranches have. This is Padma's easy exotic organic whole grain brown rice. Oh, sure, of course you're exoticizing this rice. Yeah, I didn't feel weird about that. Um, I... man, this is weird. Uh, Padma only four sixty eight for thirty ounces. It's it's Padma's easy exotic. That's her thing. It's, it looks like brown rice. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this was this was the episode where we got a couple of really good beauty shots of Hidden Valley Ranch too. We were like always mm-hmm. poking up in the mm-hmm. background of shots, and then a couple <laughs> lingering. Somebody sent us a, a screenshot of one, and uh, yeah, it just just really a ranch heavy episode. So uh, oh, I'm gonna set this aside for later. Sorry, it's hard to Google and host, but also I feel like I should have done. I should know all this stuff. It's all right. I'm just looking at a lot of this box of easy exotic rice. Uh, perfect in three minutes. So does that mean it's like very flawed in four or like <laughs> <laughs> anyone can be perfect in three minutes? It's the four minute rice that's really. Yeah, that's perfect. what I'm curious about. Um, yeah. So she's got like 
rice mixed with other stuff too so it's either just for straight brown rice or like rice and beans um yeah I mean, seems fine pretty adequate put your face on stuff that's i'm good for you that's um, that's, that's, that's your lesson well i mean like emerald is a great cook but his face is on a lot of crappy food and and kitchen related products yeah it's just but, another yeah. way to make the dollars yeah yeah and you know get that paper padma you deserve it paper chase 2017 so uh <laughs> let's see what else what are they cooking uh everybody is cooking table broth turns out yeah yeah they just want to make those people work the 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 servers the servers yeah yeah every single person if had what was your experience like on top chef uh charleston well i had to pour some broth yeah Yeah. there was water is that like a charleston thing or did it was it just a coincidence that they all did that either that or it's trendy right now yeah yeah i mean last summer or it's just like a way to get one extra minute in your prep time is to make the waiters do the pouring of broth. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a 50-50 shot whether they have a table-side broth presentation or don't, right? Those are two options that are possible in the world. And so, yeah, it's not that unlikely that you get like four to do it. Of broth? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Just 50-50 shot. I was noticing that when they show the dish like in the, I don't know what to call it, the talking beauty shot shot. yeah they don't have the sauce poured over it so maybe they do it so that you can see the beauty of the dish before you cover it entirely yeah Yeah. that could be it it's also amazing that four people in a row made broth and they didn't comment on it and liked all the broths i mean broth is like such a it's just it's like liquidy flavor you know i feel like we that's not like a doesn't really pigeonhole much of the experience so yeah, I mean, so that's a small part of the experience. Apparently, the rest of the experience for John was um, scallops on scallops on scallops. Uh, yeah. John continuing the show, Top Scallop. We had been a while, but apparently John's the one who's still cooking scallops for every meal. Wow, I, I do not remember. I don't remember this. I don't remember that at scallops all. Yeah. Uh, well, he made it for the quick fire as well. Oh, oh. gotcha. Twice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I he did the he nice... He made it the other day. Seared one. I don't know. He made some, he made some scallops. Yeah. Uh, his wife did not oversteer them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, uh, this episode was about um, giving me a little bit of hope that it wasn't Brooke going home. Mm. It seemed pretty clear that everybody knocked out of the park except Brooke. And then they kept being like, well, but maybe Brooke could stay. Yeah, they really held yeah. back some of those comments also, though. If you remember that. Uh, oh, I guess I shouldn't. Uh, it didn't matter. Brooke went home. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Brooke goes home. Is the, name um, of the episode. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So then, then though, in the last chance kitchen, though, they had like more clips of like from the judges' table, where it's like much more clear there were significant issues they had with uh, oh, other yeah. parts of the dish. And it, it seemed like she knew there were significant issues. She was like, "This is not my best. Wish I could have some more time with this." Although she did later say, um, "I don't think my good luck charm failed me," uh, which basically was her blaming a lizard for her not cooking a great dish <laughs> no, we're refusing to blame the lizard right well yeah. in the way that you're like you're saying that but then you're actually blaming the lizard oh right yeah. anytime anytime someone says like look i'm not saying this yeah, but exactly. or like with all due respect like they mean the thing yeah yeah exactly so that, um, that won't scar her son for life don't toy lizard well most likely season 14 she's gonna come back and she's gonna be like i carried this plastic lizard with me everywhere and he's like oh that's where it went yeah, <laughs> I gave that to you. I've been looking at this the last like ten weeks, mom. Uh, so Shirley did this uh, uh, steamed grouper uh, that is just quite beautiful looking. But Sheldon, who came out real hard, 
um, despite a slightly bad early edit. Uh, making um yeah that scared me and the okra that plus the okra i was like oh no sheldon was oh, no. super scared this yeah this is the most like this is the most arrogant season i feel like in terms of serving tom stuff he admits he doesn't like everybody was throwing okra in his face <laughs> yeah it's good man I, I think well that's how he learns how to like it <laughs> yeah you just gotta try it you know like what 20 times or whatever and then times. you start to like it yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> the 20 okra rule. <laughs> so Sheldon did this thing where he took Cal- Carolina gold rice and made it into chow fun noodles, which I was like scary, but also uh, just blew them away. They were mm-hmm. just the judges seemed like they were almost in shock by how good his food was. So good which, for him for picking it. Which solicited the, right the amazing comment from Tom that oh, yes. being humble is great because I think Sheldon said something about, you know, being humble or whatever but tom said being humble is great but there comes a time when you need to consider yourself among the top chefs in america (laughs) take your place take your place among the great chefs in america amazing what an incredible thing to say um and this is after a couple weeks after he told sheldon he was raised right i don't know i feel all this approval that like I, i feel like this is the problem at some point, you're going to find a father figure, and he will actually, he could actually say all those things you want him to say. Yeah. Like, he might yeah. not say it to you specifically, but he'll say it to someone that you're with, and you're like, oh man, I bet if I do the right thing, Papa Tom will love me. Man, he earned the shit out of dad's love on this episode. He got all of dad's love. Um, so, so, two things to think about before we move on. First is, so obviously, Brooke went home, and that was none of our first choices. Right. Probably all of our third choice fourth choice we, we didn't have a lot of well, i mean here's the thing i think she was my second choice honestly I, I mean, who are you gonna send home right like we like, don't have a lot of people to send home yeah ezra and i love the shiz shirley and sheldon <laughs> yeah so i think I mean, yeah it was 100 yeah. john so 100 i want john to go no doubt be haunted by last chance kitchen get out of here um yeah. but yeah i mean i don't know i don't know how you could like take a hard line after you like you know cries for you and like he wants to be a better person so his son like um you know like has a good role model well but he also when he was hanging out with his wife he was just like tell me my son's baseball stats what is he hitting what is er what's his era right now is he getting <laughs> enough rbis Everyone has their own love language all right marry john far from that but <laughs> his his love language is baseball stats yes his son played baseball for the first time and he wanted to hear every like how fast does he get to first base what was his what was his 90 feet time that's <laughs> <laughs> important things for a five-year-old I just think he's a weirdo, and I love Brooke, and I just assumed Brooke was yeah. gonna win from the beginning. I, you know, everyone can win at this point, guys. You know this, right? Like, I mean, now I want Shirley to win for sure. Right? No, but I mean, like, I mean, Brooke is already like, Brooke will learn that like you can be uh, that being emotional is not the same as being weak. Yeah, that was a nice comment too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gail uh, pulling Brooke aside. I. I mean, that's a kind of a weird thing to say compared to like Tom being a perfect father. It's kind of like Gail's a weird mom. uh, (laughs) No, I would say like like, like a spiritual aunt is what I was going to pick her as. Spiritual aunt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Brooke was thinking she was weak. Well, she said, she said, I I think she said, I promised I wouldn't do this as she was crying. And so I I guess Gail assumed Uh, she didn't want to do it because it looked weak. But that is an assumption. That's true. Right, right, no. I guess maybe, maybe, maybe she's like, you know, don't, don't mistake my inability to cry uh like it could just be about mascara kind of stuff you know right. like, like i just, <laughs> right, I wore just like on. being professional or i'm not sure. I, I have nothing against her crying i just mean there could be a lot of reasons why she didn't want to cry on tv yeah um 
There could be onions. I mean, that, yeah. it's, uh, there are many onions in that world. The theories are getting weaker, but uh, there still are more of them. <laughs> you know there are onions there. You saw them. There are my, onions somewhere. My thoughts on Brooke are that I have always been on her side and wanted her to go all the way. But I think it's we kind of have to admit that the last couple of challenges, she was not the strongest person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she said that she had like found her stride right at the end of her se- her first time on the show. And this time, her, she found her stride early and then has wavered since then. Yeah, yeah she yeah. lost her stride. And she clearly didn't cook the best meal today. And she made some weird choices and it didn't taste as good. No, yeah, it's yeah. hard to be mad at somebody for going home for that. It didn't seem unjust. Yeah, right. She didn't get like screwed over by someone on our team or anything like this is this is yeah that was her yep yeah and and it wasn't like there was a like really weird challenge it was pretty open-ended she cooked pork belly wrong didn't go great yeah uh i I agree it's totally fair it's it's definitely fair and i i wouldn't have been surprised if any of the other chefs had cooked like not their best today yeah Mm -hmm. they all seem like the cable of a mistake at the wrong time yeah and also like oh sorry and also brooke was so like sad about having done worse than she did her own season and casey said the same thing they're both like because they both came in second they were like the only way i could do better is to win but this season is so much harder yeah yeah and And if if shirley and sheldon had been on their other seasons you would have had a harder time coming in second yeah it's true i I think the thing that they had control over right is that they didn't like they didn't come back and be jerks you know like and yeah. I think for that, like they're they didn't blaze their way on the right. second season. Their legacy is secure as a result. Like I, I think, like they like I will be. I'd still be very excited to like to go to either restaurants and like, oh, uh, for sure, right. And and so as a result, like I, I don't. I think I guess like if they feel bummed at this point, right? Like you know, whoever doesn't, whichever two of them doesn't make it back to the, you know to Mexico, like I think they'll probably end up feeling okay about it on the whole. That's, that's well, my hope at least. Yeah, for sure. So so before we get on to who comes back to Mexico. Uh, Sarah, you mentioned at the beginning that you thought this was a perfect episode. So now that we've laid it all out, tell me more about why you thought it was so perfect. I loved the the quick fire challenge mostly because they all did a great job and I love seeing yeah. them succeed. So mm-hmm. when you get four, you know, perfect dishes that the judges all really liked and they were all very similar and everyone was working well together despite Brooke yelling at Charlie, which was just funny. Really? Yeah. Um, Especially I, since they would have had to be like, your partner did a bad job. That would have been real sad. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't happen, thankfully. And all the dishes were great. So I just love that. And I love the, the warm, fuzzy feeling of seeing your spouse or sister um and then with the elimination challenge they also all cooked great food and i just love it when they all succeed and i love the things the judges said to them and and yeah it just was such a feel-good good food no drama episode yeah for the record i like table side presentations and we got a lot of those so (laughs) what i really like is pouring a small amount of broth into a small bowl (laughs) i really do like that though (laughs) it's like you know it's like oh man this was hot and now it's on my bowl. I mean, <laughs> is there I, any more to that story? Or is that it? I, I feel like I had something, but I guess I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is lovely. I like ta- I like table side presentation as well. I thought that was great, uh, and it keeps keeps it from being soggy. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was low drama. Everybody's successful. Felt just except for I wish John had cooked badly. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so so that puts us into Last Chance Kitchen, where we have uh, the newly eliminated Brooke facing off against Casey and uh, reigning champ Jamie in a in a in a three way pork off. <laughs> oh, Jamie brought the scallops. So 
Oh, right. You're right. It was a uh, twin scallop. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it was the the point was to do a dish, uh, do something two ways, and Casey and Brooke shared the same pork belly and did that two ways, and then uh, um, Jamie tried to do a scallop because he thought it would be easy, and apparently that's not what Tom was hoping. I mean, it wasn't problematic, though, in the way we thought it would be problematic. Yeah, we were worried that he was braising the scallop, which everyone agreed was a terrible idea, but that was wasn't the really problem. the issue. What was the issue again? I don't remember. It just wasn't mm-hmm. as good, I like think. That. Yeah, so that could be braising related, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fine. I, I'm glad they did this as a double elimination instead of it just being one of the three of you moves on. Yeah. Um, and I'm sad to see Jamie's run end because I did I do like him. But at the same time, I definitely want Brooke to get back in of the three of them. Yeah. It would have been nice to see Jamie because it would have been a rookie in the end. Also, he would have had this incredible run. But I'm not shocked. No. I mean, that, that's also good for him. I feel like he you know, had that good of a run in, in Last Chance Kitchen. Like, that's that's also notable. You know, I feel like he I feel good so about too. that. And he seemed way more comfortable about being done there than when he first got eliminated. Totally. So, yeah, I think he did well by himself. Not for the TV audience, but for the web audience. They really like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then immediately, Last Chance Kitchen Part 2, The Last Chance, where uh, Casey and Brooke square off um, on the food wasting challenge. So <laughs> they each have to make two dishes that are completely different, and Tom will eat one of them and throw the rest to the dog. Because couldn't you just have, have him eat both of them and then average them, the scores together? Like, isn't that the same thing as consistency? Or is he just yeah. not that hungry? <laughs> I don't, this is a weird challenge. Um, yeah, so the idea was that it was testing your consistency because you had to make two different dishes and only, and I guess the theory is like, you can't make a good and a great and average those out. If your dish is only good, then that won't be enough to move on. I don't know. Like, I guess instead of a five and a 10, you getting a seven and a half, you could get just a five. Hmm. I suppose. I can't decide if that's, if this is like a realistic challenge or not, like, Okay, if you're a chef in a restaurant, you are making different dishes all at once, and it's important that they're all good. But I mean, it just seems weird. When is it going to come up that you like have to make? Yeah. I, I don't know. Something's wrong. Yeah, Something's wrong. Yeah. Also, I guess the the okay. So if if Tom is the devil, and this is sort of like the purgatory kind of thing, right? Like usually, yeah. it's like it's trying to like torture so them. Far? It's trying to torture them specifically for some part of the, like their sins that they've done, and like I don't feel like he tied it back to Brooke's sin, right? So it was like it was kind of arbitrary. Well, it was like, he, well but Brooke already the won the two one. ways, yeah. So yeah. it seemed like now it was like there was no no sin. This was just an overall last chance finale. Well, it should have been the original sin. Yeah, it's like so about that apple. So you're cooking with ribs and apples. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's you're naked. If, if he had said, <laughs> you don't know me, it. cook me two dishes, like clearly they're going to try to make both dishes good. So I, it just seemed unnecessary. Yeah, Maybe no, I, I totally agree with you guys. I think it's really weird and silly. I, I was trying to think, though, the idea of consistency is a really interesting test. So I was trying to think of a better way to test that. Like, I think it might have been cool if it was like you have to cook one dish and then we will like reset the pantry and you have to cook the exact same dish. And we'll take yeah. pictures of both of them and or something. Yeah, we or will cook me a hundred eggs for brunch over the course of a four-hour service. Yeah, either of those yeah, two sure. things would test consistency better, but they would both be much worse to watch. It would. Uh, it would also be really sad for Tom to have to taste a hundred eggs. No, he's only gonna taste one. It's gonna be a random number. <laughs> I mean, that's the part I liked. Was he was just like, I don't know. Maybe I won't eat that. 
It's just a weird kind of fun thing. And he did. He gave it to the the gallery. It was like just calm as a cat, right? Like it's like like, no. Yeah, it turns up his nose walks away. I really did like though. He gave the plate of like steak to the gallery without. Here, you guys, try this steak. Yeah, Which is then, a- Amanda both times took. Yeah, Amanda is like all for Amanda. She's all getting free stuff. Um, so, uh, and from what we could tell, both of them were pretty decent. Brooks was uh, simpler. She just made a cauliflower soup. Um, if I was just guessing from the way they cooked, I would say pr- I thought Casey was going to win. Yeah. So I, but. I thought I had a spoiler this whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. But I didn't. Oh. It's wait. Emily as a Sue. So there is... Okay, so is it... Like, oh, you, yes, yes, let's talk about the ponytail. Is that, that's what we're yes, talking about, right? Exactly. So um, so I, I went to Reddit. Uh, I go there when I need to know things uh, about the shows that I watch. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also to be like, I don't know, racism? I don't know what else Reddit yeah, does. And you want, yeah, and you want to find out where somebody lives who you probably shouldn't know, and you want to solve a crime wrong, and... Uh, <laughs> You want to see what a lot of racists with the same upvote button can do? There's a lot of cool... St- also, like, some great videos of... There's a, a, Reddit, a subreddit of just baby elephant gifs that I okay. really like. So, so it's really... Good thing. If you just want the, 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 whole the mixed bag that the internet is, hang out on Reddit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the... Um, it's like the, the bots, like, every flavor beans of the internet, yes, I guess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, that's what Reddit is. It's every flavor, including a lot of them that you just do not want to have. Should not be in your mouth. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, in the in the <laughs> in the shots of the upcoming show, there is a mystery person with the ponytail. Who, if you're trying to guess between Casey or Brooke, looks much it looks more a like, lot Brooke. like Brooke. Yeah, and I, I had Jamie in the mix also when I was looking at. It. I definitely didn't think it was him. So, <laughs> but yeah. Reddit but. came along. Yeah, and, and Reddit, Reddit was like showed you a full clip basically like an extended thing that was on youtube which shows very clearly that it's emily cooking with sheldon behind. oh okay so there is definitive proof that's not just reddit being weirdos no no no. they, they worked with a youtube link that wasn't rickroll they actually solved this one <laughs> man i did not click a lot of youtube links from reddit <laughs> terrifying stuff reddit doesn't isn't in a rickroll they're like here's a plane crash where people die that's just a terrible place to hang out um but those elephant gifts yeah. Also, like, uh, no. kids falling down the re- the subreddit. It's really fun. I hope they're small. Yeah, they're small and they're always fine. It's like that's part of the rules, but it's like because kids are so bouncy. Okay, it's just watching kids fall down and be okay. Um. Anyway, oh, that's good news. So that does take away what we were gonna. That was gonna be a big topic of conversation that has now yep, become a non thing. Good researching, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought what was interesting was I was like pretty sure that that was that that looked like Brooke, but then we got an email from uh, J number two mm-hmm. who said it's clearly Brooke, but it's Brooke as a sous chef, which I thought was, so even if it was Brooke, whether she was in the competition or working as a sous, we wouldn't be able to tell either way. Mm-hmm. So it actually even, which it doesn't, this ends up being a non thing. Thanks to uh, J number two for a good effort. But um, yeah, we solved that. Good job as yeah. Yeah. I can send you and guys I- a link at some point, or you can just look at top chef. Yeah. I'm good. Quote, is this the least appealing cocktail ever? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, apparently there's some really unappealing cocktails there. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm glad to have it not spoiled, and I'm glad they didn't even give us a shoulder to guess. I was so shocked because this had happened last year. I was like, why would they be so obvious? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, so we, who do you think it's going to be then? Do you think it's Casey? Because it seemed like a more complicated dish. Tom loves soup when it's good, though. He's a soup dude. 
Yeah. yeah. You usually say, like, it's so bold that you just had the soup. Yeah. But, like, know, if it's man. bold and, like... Well, also, Casey's was a little bit under-seasoned. Oh, right. Just like everything else, except the one time where she was just like, we'll have all the salt then, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know, that was a little salty. Um, <laughs> so what was... How surprised were they, I think? I thought I felt that they were a little too surprised for it just to be Brooke in the reaction. So I, I could... Actually, I thought their reaction made it seem like it was more like Brooke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The jury's out on that one, too. Dang. I mean, I feel like the the reactions are always the same on Last Chance Kitchen when they're like, who do you think you're up against? And then they bring, like, if they brought in a Sasquatch, the person would be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he always did seem like he cooked better food, you know. Just, <laughs> just, they always I, I, add I react to Sasquatch? No, not surprised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think you can beat him? Well, we'll see. Yeah. I feel, I feel There's pretty a done. lot of people that could come out and they could be like, what? It's <laughs> really weird reactions, so. I mean, good. I feel like it's unspoiled. I mean, obviously, 100% of my heart wants it to be Brooke because yeah. I've been against Casey from day one. You guys are all much softer on her, but I yeah. I, yeah. I think I think 100% wants it to be Brooke and then about 50% of my heart wants it to be Casey. Ezra has a big heart. Big heart. Aww. Big heart. <laughs> Bad math. Great heart. <laughs> Took part of my brain and made a heart out of it. <laughs> part of his heart exists in a parallel universe. <laughs> That's one way to know more about Scooby-Doo. Well, then let's uh, let's wrap up today by getting into the remainder of our mailbag. Guys, this is the first, this is the last mailbag before we all go to Mexico also, right? That's true. Well, I'm actually so excited. I'm going to be recording the finale from Canada, hopefully. So I do oh, get to so go you're away. Like, you're like, that's the wrong direction, yo. Yeah, but you guys call me in Mexico. I'm so excited for them to be in Mexico. That's always a great place for a finale, and I really like video of people in Mexico. I don't know. I really like finales <laughs> in Mexico. They've had some good stuff there. And uh, also, I'm excited to be in Canada. When I told everybody that I was going to be in Canada, uh, there was we had a long discussion about Top Chef Canada jokes, a long email chain of those. So, Which reminds me, I don't know if you guys saw... Uh, Top Chef Canada All Stars coming back this year. What? Uh, All my favorites. Too bad we haven't watched one season. <laughs> we are right, Megan. I might be the only ones, and we love Top Chef Canada, and are yeah. so, so excited. Oh yeah. Yeah, We've I can't remember anyone from it. So, I'll but be... what we do know is Judge McEwen of yeah. McEwen Foods, the Tom Colicchio of Top Chef Canada, who had a successful re- restaurant empire, so he opened a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I mean, next a farm. <laughs> yeah, he's vertical integration all the way. Yeah, and before, and uh, I guess seed factory before that, uh, right? What else also goes? known as a, a plant, a uh, seed factory. No, no, well, like a plant, like a literal plant, or like a plant pl- factory. What makes seeds? Well, Monsanto. Well, Mon- Monsanto does do. McEwen uh, <laughs> Seed and Evil Company. Um, anyway, I'm so excited about Top Chef Canada coming back. Uh, and if you guys have not watched Top Chef Canada, if you can figure out a way on the internet, because it used to be easy and then it became hard. They used to just all be up on uh, uh, the, on YouTube, but now they I think they're harder to come Is by. But like you, a bravo.ca? So it's not on Bravo there. It's on foodnetwork.ca. But, oh. man, it's so fun. It's like Top Chef a little bit off it's like it's like aliens recreating top chef and you're like the whole time you think it's normal and then every once in a while you're like what are you is carrying a pizza vertically and you're just <laughs> like good effort but i'm just not sure why uh well it i mean 
it can roll better that way. Is that what they're I saw somebody carrying a box, a pizza box with a hot pizza in it, but vertical on the bus the other day. And it just felt like someone who was like almost passing as a human, but not quite. <laughs> no, but I bet inside the person that's like, I'm, I'm totally pulling it off. Like I'm making you this work. They don't know I'm from a human penis. <laughs> Can't wait to bring home this food disc for my human people. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, uh, but so uh, let's get into the mailbag. Let's, let's do it just a little bit more. Sorry, is there like a, a rule where it, it, we're too far from the dings to start the meal back yeah, again? Exactly. Hey, we we lost the <laughs> hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We're going to do it again otherwise. Anyway, Matt on Twitter says, am I the only one who hopes there's a longer cut of John saying various baseball terms to his wife asking if <laughs> his son did them? That was really funny. Howard Bollocks. Infield five rule. Yeah, <laughs> right. Do they, does he know how to do the shift yet? Have they gotten to that part? What is he? Yeah, uh, definitely and not the other one. Matt. That are sports related. I could do. I was. I was trying to think. I could do more, and then the first thing that popped in my head was offsides rule, and then I panicked and could not think of something else. Don't say that. Don't say that. Katie says, "I'm dying." Brooke, her exchange with Gail. I can't. It's hard to tell tone on twitter so that could either be you love it so much you can't or you hate it so much i assume hate I right say, no i'm gonna say love, I'm gonna say love. yeah okay. all right I'd say love I, i've never said um man this is, food is so delicious i just can't you know it just feels oh, like that's just very emotional it was it, it was, was beautiful next time yeah. give us an emoji <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> just, just a little thermometer to tell us the temperature of how you feel about kale i yeah so i think no i think it was good. spiritual aunt it was definitely good yeah uh adrian Aww. said a bunch of stuff uh a couple of things uh i love sheldon even more now that he was the only chef to recognize his loved one loved one's voice i know and i just loved his face when he realized that it was her like he was just like <gasps> yeah yeah just so genuine so fun and uh, uh and i love seeing people with their spouses it really is a great like humanizing moment for anybody even for mm-hmm. john even though he didn't say very human things to her um adrian also wonders do you think they they'll... go ahead as no i just i mean it was human it just wasn't like you know no it's human i'm still human nothing like, he has done is not human he never once asked how the son is doing or if he liked baseball yeah, he, he just carried wanted... a pizza box the wrong way i mean it's human anyway uh and adrian also asks do you think they let the loved ones spend the night at the house was that like a a bow-wow moment or yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> just take oh, the right, eat your frozen rice and go. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have, you know, maybe Padma's exotic line has some other fun things. Oh, easy exotic dot dot dot. Yeah. <laughs> sex stuff. By yeah, Padma. Yeah. <laughs> easy exotic sex stuff. The pa- Padma's approved sex stuff. Perfect I tried each three minutes. Five. Really bad in five. <laughs> <laughs> just a little too intense. Uh, J, uh, J number one. Uh, quick non-spoiler review. Hey, Bravo has a new logo. Oh, yeah. Saw I that. also noticed that. Yeah, same little like speech bubble, but a different font. I think Sarah was saying that it was supposed to appeal to dudes more. So, Alex, as a dude, does it appeal? I feel kind of appealed. Um, why were you saying that, Sarah? Or why was well, she well, saying well, that? She, she was saying that, yeah. She went back to fight the war uh, against nap time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I I mean, what I like about it is that well, so what I hate about it is that everything has to be all lowercase right now because that's the mm-hmm. cool thing. 
Um, but what I do like about it is that on the top of the, the lowercase b, there is a sharp angle that matches the angle of the uh, quote box coming up. Um, mm. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I what I it's used as a, a window, so you can like see the thing behind it. It's transparent in the letters, which is like what everything has to do. And it's a, all logos now have to be little windows. Ugh. Um but I, I wish I had actually Googled this and read about it before instead of having to do it right now. But yeah, I will, I will definitely... I love reading about logo changes. One of the many not super appealing things about me as a person <sighs> is that I like to read about a lot of logo changes on the web. Yeah, um, that's not a... Man, that would not get us to a second date, Alex. <laughs> I, I don't tell many people this because no one cares. I mean, honestly, this is like... We're, we're pretty good friends, Alex. And this might not get us like to, to the like the the three thousandth and like eighth date. Like it might this might be the point where we cut it off. Uh, oh, it's that bad? I didn't think it was a deal breaker. You mean you're just saying this is a red flag? Uh, this is it like was, fifteen years in. Let's pump the brakes. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make me not. I mean, I don't stay on the gas full throttle. I guess with this, like, is that fair? Uh. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I guess, tough, but fair. Yeah. You're yeah, going to have okay. to recover from this. Alex. Well, so they also, uh, on the website, they ha- kind of match that angle uh, on other places on the website, which I think looks kind of neat. Their reasoning on the blog is, uh, we didn't want to lose that old logo. We just wanted to modernize it. Great. Um, I think this whole, like, stripe of, like, just Tom and Padma and Gail's eyes is pretty weird. I don't hate it. I mean, you know, we haven't actually hated on Bravo's website that much this year compared to normal years. Um, it's still not super functional, but yeah, I'm with you, Megan. The eyes are creeping me out now. At first, I liked them, but now I'm like, oh, Gail. <laughs> Look at those alien eyes just staring me down. Uh, those are human eyes, right? Those are human <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, We can't see how she's holding the pizza box. It's hard to see the pizza box yeah, with yeah, this little clip. We don't yeah. know. We don't know. Um, well, anyway, uh, so thanks for that, Jay. Uh, Danielle uh, said, John is about to prove the idea that you can come second worst in every challenge and still end up at the end, on possibly on top. I haven't reached Megan levels of pessimism yet. Megan, that's what you're known for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am yeah. going to start bracing myself for the worst. You know what? He's going to win. Danielle, I'm sorry to tell you this, but it's going to happen. Pessimism is never wrong. Yeah. Brooke was my number one, so it's sad to see her go out like this. That being said, she really had been up and down throughout the season, so it was totally a fair elimination. I love Sheldon and Shirley equally. The shushs, as we call them. The shuzz. Mm-hmm. I love the shuzz equally, so I'm fine with uh, either taking it. But given that this is Trump's America, hashtag team pessimism. Mm. Yeah. It's probably not wrong. And it is good to brace yourself for the worst on this show because most of the time the winners are sad. And uh, so why expect anything else? I mean, does that make us feel better to have less hope? This is a real question. It, sorry. <laughs> uh, it, Do people feel better like, to, like, to, to brace yourself? Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Low expectations produce pleasant surprises. All right. Well, okay. So I guess it's not... I mean... Can we just like expect nothing then instead of like expecting bad things? Is that cool? Mm. I mean, I can't. Maybe you can. Yeah. Is that an answer? Fair enough. I'll work on that. All right. And then one more email. Uh, You can always email us podcast at com. Sorry, I hiccuped in the middle there. Podcast at com. Wait, we don't start with a hiccup? (laughs) (laughs) You can. It'll still get to us. It's very impressive. Um, So I've been kind of crappy about getting emails. When I go through and I 
call the the mailbag i sometimes forget email which is stupid because it has mail in the name mm. but uh so this was from last week but um i think it still has some interesting relevance here uh my comments are about casey and how bitter she seemed first she was far from amused by padma's comments about the scallop during the blind tasting then she was hyper defensive about her dish in the elimination challenge i am convinced that the interviews are taped at the end of the contestants run and it seemed clear to me that casey was an aggrieved eliminated chef the whole time um so uh i think that's really interesting thank you marianne uh so i think it's really interesting because we've talked a little bit about this and a you know a good podcast would have definitely gotten a comment from the elves about this or talked to some former chefs or something which we didn't do but i'm my assumption has always been that all of the interviews are done after the season is finished taping as well um just because of the way they always look at the end. And also it doesn't make sense for them to comment on everything that happens in the interviews because you're not going to keep all of those things. So my guess is they just show you like, here's the rough cut of what just happened. Your comments. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have to show you because yeah, it's too hard to remember. I mean, I have this five year diary where I'm supposed to write like a few sentences every day, except sometimes I get lazy and I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. And then I have to like go back like a week later and try to remember what happened that day. Yeah. And You're usually like, what did I'm, I do on Tuesday? Yeah. I'm like, uh, I uh, went to work today and, uh, then I came home and, <laughs> and those, those, you don't even remember that. You're just assuming because you're not yeah. still at work. You must've come home on yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> It's, it's it's really hard. And what is a five year diary but the confessional reality TV interview of yesteryear? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also like. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a couple little bits of interviews that were like right after that day because they. But and then there's a lot of them that are later. I don't know how they're cutting those together. And it does seem like not all the interviews have the same outfits on. There's also been a lot of fun discussion about when they tape Last Chance Kitchen, which I've always assumed was at the very very end and then you go straight from last chance kitchen to the show and one year that was like you like walked out of last chance kitchen into an elimination challenge i think yeah Um, but it was a different last chance kitchen it was like a special last chance kitchen yeah yeah that could have been a special one i just i mean it doesn't make sense to me for them to like well everybody leave the kitchen except for you and we're going to bring in the other chefs it makes more sense to me to be like let's bring all the chefs here and knock these out in a row Mm. um Apparently, they've changed clothes, though, so it's definitely... Well, but you could definitely say, go change clothes. Um, Somebody on the Top Chef Reddit that I was reading the other day did point out that they also seem to be changing hairstyles too fast. Mm. Um, So, but I don't know. I don't know. I didn't find it out. It's also like like too fast for for the era, for example. Like, are they moving ahead into the future? Uh, I assume they mean too fast to have just left and then come back 10 minutes later with a different haircut. But we don't know. Right, like it could be like they could be on the cutting edge of fashion. In the future, haircuts are faster. <laughs> did say in Last Chance Kitchen. Well, I made this for you yesterday, yes, Tom. Yes, good and, point. Uh, that was so, the first time we'd heard that. So maybe all of that. Well, this is I mean, my assumption was all of them were after the last shot of the f- regular season. Mm-hmm. So definitely, yeah, because she definitely said to, to Tom yesterday, and she said it in a way that wasn't like I'm a really good actor, and I'm pretending that no, that's this how, is like a this yeah. is real man. A lot of the time they say, like, it, we saw stuff last week that they're, like, last night. Um, so it doesn't seem like they're good at lying about that. But it's also possible they did all this differently in previous seasons than they're doing now. I have no idea. I don't know. 
it is it is interesting because of the way their attitudes seem to change. The reason I assume it's all later is because people seem so much more chill in Last Chance Kitchen, except for maybe Casey. Um, but most of the time, they feel like, oh, I'm refreshed. I'm ready to fight again. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Nothing really hinges on this. It's just something that I always wonder about. But Keep wondering. Here- here we are. Time for Mexico. Before we go, uh, last question is: uh, You got to pick a Sue. Who's Who's uh, your Sue? I mean, I'll. Uh, can I just Thank take? You. Well, let's go first. Yeah. Well, I was just going to take whoever the the Casey Brook whoever's left. Oh, oh. Uh, weird decision. But okay, you can have that. Why not? Mm. Well, I mean, if it's Brooke, yes. If it's Casey, probably no. I don't know. I don't. Be I don't think Why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't as think, long as you're the one Casey's doing as good of a like chef the, as the other people there. The last little seasoning on your dish, because that seems to be the thing that always trips her yeah, up. I then also it's just fine. don't like her attitude. I I oh. think Jamie's my choice for sure. Oh. Jamie's just such a what? But he kept burning his vegetables early on. Remember that? But then he won a lot of last chances in a row, and he's just mm. what's like, he gonna do with an hour though? I feel like like that's the thing. Like <laughs> yeah. make ten different dishes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Jamie just seems like the right kind of hard worker for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't feel like Casey's going to take my direction either. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't want someone to just take direction though. Like, I, I really want someone to think on their feet. He's a sous chef. I don't no, want I know. But like, I, <laughs> I. I mean, I'm just. You know, maybe our management styles are different, but I think like a real collaborative team, I think everyone can elevate it. And so I, I would want someone to like to actually kind of bring their own things. So I was like, okay, here's my big vision. Like. Like, this is what I'm thinking. Like, can you, like, add something to, you, like, put some jazz on it? Like, I, I wouldn't just want to, like, can you dumbly follow my stuff? I don't know. I, I can see that. And I there are art forms where I would think that was true. But since I'm not a good cook, uh, it's hard to tell what I would want in this. <laughs> so since you're not a good cook, they had to follow you exactly. No. <laughs> no, I just... But, like, in cooking, a lot of the time, it seems more like, like ship's captains, the way they're sort of expected to be. I tell you everything. You just go for it. All right, true, but there is like uh, in the military, commander's intent. Have you heard this? It's like basically the idea that that uh, most battle plans won't like actually survive, you know, first first contact with the enemy. So like as a result, that quote before, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so as a result, basically like things are gonna go like you know sideways pretty quick. So you have to have commander's intent. Like what's the big, very high level thing that you want to get done, and then everything else is tactical stuff as you like kind of see fit. So you, there's like That's a lot more leeway basically. Yeah. Anyway, all right, I'm convinced. Give me cool. Casey. Let let her cool. fuck up my food. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I'd really like is some bland food, please, Casey. That's my overarching mission. <laughs> you, you, you watch, man. You're gonna win because of her. Well, maybe <laughs> she's, or maybe she's gonna win now because I'd, I, they would make me sad. No, that's well, what it takes. Yeah. Uh, Megan, who do you want to sue? Um, probably Sylvia because yeah. I really like oh, her a yeah. lot and seems make like... me fresh pasta. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, having a pasta chef would be pretty great. Didn't she also do? A really good dessert, or am I mixing her up with somebody? Yeah, I think she did do um, a really yeah, good dessert. She did do, yeah, yeah, that was that was real. I really like a brown potato salad and a great dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just stay away from potato salad. Yeah, yeah. just want a uh, high chin. Well, I'm so excited to have for us to go to Mexico next week for the finale. I, I assume a two part finale. Um, I would assume so. Right? Yeah, with four people for sure. Yeah, you got to. So I yeah. uh, really look forward to watching uh, Casey come back and then get immediately eliminated next week. Oh, <laughs> is it too mean? This one? I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, Sheldon has that cocktail that no one likes. Oh right, right. Yeah. Sheldon's making the worst cocktail next week. Uh, uh, it looks like in the, in the extended clip though, it wasn't. People were like, "This doesn't look great," but it's like, "Yeah, but you know, 
And then I think I think they like they came around more on it. I guess is like, mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't Maybe seem it like tastes a, really good. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was just it was just a, a looks kind of thing where they're like yeah, it was another misleading magical elves thing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, just like his his uh, his noodles because if it really did end up costing him the 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 day, they probably wouldn't put that in the preview. Right. 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 That's true. If it's important, it's not a preview. Exactly. Well, all that and more next week. Thanks for being here, Ezra. Of course. Uh, go ahead and tell Sarah when she finishes the war on nap time uh, that we appreciate her as well. It's going terribly, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elmo seats some shit, so uh, you got him as well. Thanks for being here as always, Megan. Of course. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Feel free to send us info, uh, questions and comments for the mailbag at Pack Your Mics on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Pack Your Mics, and by email podcast at read-weep.com. And I will forget to read those on the air. Um, <laughs> and if any of you see Chris... Tell him to pack his mics and go. <laughs>